forever. Dog. Lacey has changed her status to deceased. This week on the podcast, Ruth Barron's Befriended. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Keita. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And very excited to delve into some new point horror, although this is from 2013, and it shows. It does show. Uh, This is Defriended by Ruth Barron, and I gotta say, I really liked it. I really liked it. And I also like was kind of scared sometimes. I was. I was very nervous about what was going on. And I really liked all the characters except for Rakesh was kind of grating on me. He was because he was such a cool boy. He was lame cool boy. Yeah. Yeah. And none of his jokes were funny. No. Um, But he really came through. He did. As a person. Yes. So. Yes. Um, He was a good friend. I liked it. I was... Um, honestly, I'm going to say, because I think these kids are closer to who we were when we were yes in high school. And I felt like they were written true to how kids talked. Yeah. At least how they talked in the early 2000s. Well, certainly. No, this is 2013. No, I friend. know. But like what I mean oh, is like, okay. it, it, I don't know if like, if I was a teenager it in probably 2013. Sounds the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it felt so... I felt like they sounded like how kids I went to high school with talked. And I was thinking at the start, I mean, first of all, all of the musical references were spot on. Oh my God. But I was like, you need to chill with the musical references. And then I realized it was an authorly choice to illustrate that that was like all that mattered to him, that he was like very superficial and about that kind of about stuff. that kind of stuff yes. yes he's a pitchfork music snob yes and it totally stopped after mm-hmm. like real shit started happening to him i mean it kind of started up a little bit when like he starts hanging out with um jenny or jenna and they like yeah like their flirtation but it does change a little bit like he's yeah. not there's a cat <laughs> smoky sprinting is so we're recording at Kelly's today and Smokey has a bit of a different energy than Edwin. <laughs> yes. And then the other two cat, he is like his own situation. He's young, which is mostly that he's young and he likes to sprint around mm-hmm. um, and chomp on his toes, which yes. is what he's doing now. Uh, so yeah, I do you want to read the back of the book? First? Yes. A friend request from beyond the grave. Jason has met the perfect girl. Okay, so maybe he hasn't actually met Lacey yet, but they talk online all the time. Yet despite spending most nights chatting, Lacey refuses to meet up in person. Suspicious. Jason starts Googling and is cyber stalking. Okay, we need to interrupt because Micah is having a panic attack and there's smoke everywhere. What is happening? He's cooking two little sausages in the toaster oven. There's a lot of sizzling going on. Okay. Bring that outside. <laughs> Put it outside, because otherwise the smoke uh, is gonna... It is. It is smoky, and not just the cat now. <laughs> oh my god! It's okay. <laughs> I just see like I hear a lot of sizzling, and Mike is like fanning like crazy, like fanning with a little oven mitt like crazy. This is a very eventful record today. Yeah. 
Um, this is what happens when you record outside the Forever Dog Studio. Yeah, you get mm-hmm. a little taste of our home life, a little slice of life, which is Micah rushing some sausages outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, while a cat approaches me, staring me dead in yes. the face, dead in the face. That was very intimidating. Yeah, Smokey, well, he and smelled I don't appreciate sausages it. in the air, and it's like, is it coming from this fan? <laughs> um, anyway. Yet despite spending most nights chatting, Lacey refuses to meet up in person. Suspicious, Jason starts Googling, and his cyber-stalking leads to a shocking discovery. According to multiple newspapers, Lacey died a year earlier. Soon, Jason finds himself enmeshed in a disturbing mystery. Has he found a way to eye chat with the dead? Or is someone playing a dangerous trick? Either way, Jason has to discover the truth before it's too late. You can't put up away messages from beyond the grave. <laughs> um, I would say that that description sounds so much lamer than anything in the book here's the thing i think i I chat from beyond the great like yeah i message was a thing i it it sounds very like an older person trying Mm -hmm. to sound current yes and be like well this book's about technology i think yeah it doesn't do the book justice no because it feels, it felt very real. This book felt very how you would stalk someone on Facebook. Well, it didn't. Except for, okay, there's two things. It, go ahead. You first. One, you would notice if you were someone's only Facebook friend. Yes. Instantly. Because the first thing you do, what do you do? Look at who their friends are. Well, but what had happened, she does justify this because he saw her original profile mm-hmm. and messaged her when she had a ton of friends. So then he just and then she look. got a resp- he got a response from the new fake profile yeah. and was like, oh yeah, I remember messaging her. But so wouldn't he you, probably though? didn't I would have no, because you go to her page and you see how many friends there are. Also you Google someone immediately. immediately. That's not stalking. That's immediately standard practice. That's standard research. Even in 2013. Yeah. And I'll say like, okay, earliest this could have been started, maybe 2011. Yeah. Still standard. Yeah. You Google somebody immediately. Especially like, so your first move, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Because even if, right, you message somebody, you've already looked at their profile, Mm -hmm. they finally message you back, but she's a pretty girl. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh man, I need to see who else her friends are. Like you You go to her page, you obsess over every little detail. And he said that like, the implication was he was only seeing her updates in his feed. Mm-hmm. You you go to the page. You go to their page. If it's like the beginning of you messaging with them. And you're obsessed. Like, come on. He feels so connected yeah. with her. Has never He's felt got connected. And that's normal. It's yeah. not weird. I'm not even saying. None of this was weird. There was yeah. a touch of people acting like it was weird, which was annoying. Like Rakesh. And I'm saying Rakesh because his nickname is Rocky. Yeah. And I, I think assume it's Rakesh. that that's... Yeah, I think it's Rakesh. But I was saying Rakesh yeah, me the too. whole time in my head. It's Rakesh. Um, he was acting like it was so weird that he was talking to somebody he'd never met in person. But by 2013, that wasn't that weird. No, yeah. People were doing that a lot in like 04. You were like in AOL chat rooms, ASLing people all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, braver people than me, I would just lurk in chat rooms and be too scared to say anything. But like, yeah, by 2013, you could have just been like DMing her on Twitter mm-hmm. and you only see her Twitter account, mm-hmm. in which case it would have been very obvious if he was the only person yes. <laughs> she followed. Yes. But I feel like 
for sure. Like I remember Facebook stalking, Facebook stalking being a thing. And like, I, yeah. I you should do that. Yeah, you should. And and now Facebook wasn't really a thing for me in high school. I was a little too old. I, like Facebook didn't become a thing for high schoolers until after I had left high school. Yeah. Facebook didn't even exist until my last year of high school. Yeah. And same. And it was like, or, you could, sorry, college. Yeah. And you could only get on it if you had a college, invite, yeah. uh, college at email. EU. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, it was MySpace and Zanga. That's what we were into. Even when it first came out, nobody really used Facebook until like 2007, 2008. Yeah. And I remember everybody was playing the fuck out of words with friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> words with friends. And like, but, but I you still you would you would Google somebody. Yes, at you this would look point. someone up. And so it is crazy that he never did, especially like. And that's not that's not stalkerish. That's self-protection. Yeah. Yeah, because you want to know that the person you're talking to. And that was the other thing too, right? Where they were like, come on, you heard what our parents said. Like, you never know who could be talking to you. And it's like, no, but like kids knew that. Yeah. Like kids knew that. Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. That was something that- That's why you Google. There's like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode about that. Uh, I Robot You Jane. Yep. So one of my least favorite episodes. Oh, very bad episode. One of the worst episodes. One of the worst episodes of that show. Mm -hmm. A very bad episode. But I mean- because they, in that show, they couldn't, they could not conceive what the internet could be. Yeah. It was very just like, you dump things and like the internet's a place. And, and like, at that point, it really could have been like, you don't want to get too close to somebody online because there's not a lot you can find out about them. Exactly. But at this point, Rakesh is being the weird one. Yeah. By being so weirded out by it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like also a lot of people... I, uh, the era of like, um, I feel like five years before I was in high school, it was like, I have a girlfriend, but she lives in Canada. Yeah. And we write to each other. Now that we, we talk on the phone. Yeah. We talk on the phone. And then when I was in high school, it was like, um, we met through MySpace and my girlfriend lives in Canada. Um, <laughs> but like, we just like, um, message each other and send each other emails. So it's very similar. And it was like, people were talking to other people. On the internet. So it's, it's very weird that they're like, whoa, you don't even know her? My long distance relationship in 2006 was like all emails. Yes. 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 Oh and my like, God. I forgot maybe, that I used to send emails to my significant other. I don't think we talked on the phone every night, but then we'd talk on the phone at least a, like several times a yeah. week. Yeah. And but so many emails. Yeah. And our relationship blossomed over iMessage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was iMessage. It wasn't iChat, was it? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know iChat. I don't remember the Mac version of AIM. Me neither. I just had AIM because I didn't have a Mac until, honestly, until like Yesterday. four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Wow. Yeah. I was a PC girl for a while. Wow. Mostly because I could not afford a Mac. Hmm. Because they are much more expensive. True. Much more. Um... But I bought my Mac uh, open box at Best Buy. Mm -hmm. You ever do that? You, my Mac was uh, a returned birthday gift and uh, it was $500 off. How did you know it was a returned birthday gift? Because the box had a little 
card oh, in it no. that said happy birthday to the whoever tur- returned it. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, hey, what, a, what a thing to return. Because it was uh, the nicest Mac on the market at the time. And I was like, oh. And the girl returning it was named Lacey Gray, and the present was from Max. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, so the what's the guy's name? So, the brief story is there a guy named Jason. Jason. Our main guy, Jason. He's been talking to this girl, Lacey. He has a best friend, Rakesh, who is, like, the coolest guy in school, and he feels invisible, and he has indie taste in music. His taste in music, like the way he was being indious. Yes. And it also like reminded me of who I was maybe in 2012. And I was like, man, I'm embarrassed. (laughs) He's like, oh, I read Pitchfork all the time. And like, I like the Pixies. And and I'm like, oh, my God. So true to how this type of character is where it's like, what? Like a girl has heard of this band that yes. I like. like whoa you're a girl how could you have heard of mountain goats oh my god and that also was so embarrassing when but he's perfect it, and it was and also the thing was i liked that his deep cuts weren't even that deep that's the beautiful yeah, part because he's yeah. like oh that video of stephen colbert singing this year when like when our this year is like the most famous mountain goat song that's not a deep cut that's not a b-side that's like a very famous mountain goat song. Yeah. For the mountain goats. Here's a quick, I highlighted this illustrating that like, um, like him, she was a nut for indie rock, sending song lyrics or links to old pitchfork posts on bands. He thought only he knew about. Oh my God. Jason, you stupid little idiot. I know he's such a little idiot and it's very embarrassing, but I mean, I like that. Like by the end, like when he is talking, he actually has always liked Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. which I think was a move that music snobs were actually making at that time. Um, I used to date a very, an extreme music snob. Mm. And um, it was a similar thing where they're like, yeah, but like Taylor Swift's music is good. So like, it's still interesting. Like of the pop music, Taylor Swift is. Cause this was before like 1989. Yeah. When everybody was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, was that one with like feeling 22? I guess it would have been that album. I don't know. I don't really know her music that well. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. Red. That's um, the album. Mm. I think. But uh, let's try to remember Taylor Swift lyrics again for sure. Yes. For sure. That was just like, it's going to go down as one of our best bits. <laughs> um, worth all the time that we put into it. Definitely. Um, so yeah, he's been emailing back and forth with Lacey and then he finally Googles her after months, a long time, but he, but and it's like only- we've been talking about, he delivers it as though he's like, oh, look, I wasn't trying to stalk you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he also, he like only does that after he keeps being like, we should meet in real life. And she like ignores him never talks about it he'll be like we should meet in real life and then she won't reply and then she'll like come back a day later and be like so i watched that video of like the mountain goats and like he's like okay great uh perfect Uh, then he brings it up again she doesn't reply and then she'll come back with like oh my god english class right yeah (laughs) and then he's like yeah (laughs) totally english yeah english class is so boring um so i was thinking like maybe there's like this dance coming up and she's silent 
And then finally, she's like, you know what? It's just like really not a good time right now. It's just very complicated. And I'm I need to figure some things out. And then she goes silent and he's like, and what does she say? She's like, give me until Monday, please. He has already found out that she's dead by then. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 So So she's just like, I'm still figuring some stuff out. It's very complicated. Uh, There's a lot going on with me. And then he Googles her and it's like, whoops, she's dead. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? Okay. When he, so he's like, oh my God, it's either a ghost or it's Rakesh. Those are the two options. No, I think he... Or a prank. Uh, it's a prank from R- Rakesh mm-hmm. that he assumes he is below Rakesh, that he would not do that. Because after a while, he's like, that's too messed up. Because he finds more and more information yeah, about Yeah, he's like, he wouldn't he- do that. And then is a ghost or is pretending to be a ghost? Yes. Or yeah, is, is alive Somebody's and hiding. It. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. She's alive pretending to be a ghost. Yeah. And he's like, well, ugh, I have to figure this out. So he like visits a like bronze memorial statue that was put up. And there is no way that a bronze statue of a person doesn't look messed. No, it looks bad. All dude. bronze statues suck. No, they look messed. Like their faces look beat. Jeremy Renner. Mm, yes. Have you heard Jeremy Renner's music? Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. So he goes to the <laughs> memorial and he meets her, Lacey's best friend, Jenna. Mm-hmm. At this point, she has said, give me till Monday. Yeah. And, and he's he, like, no problem. I'm just going to go to your memorial and talk and to your best call friend. call your dad. And call your dad Which, twice. Oh, my God. Stop. The lie that he makes up is he's like, uh, so bad. this is uh, just Keith McKellar. And your dead daughter submitted a audition video to our guitar school and we'd love to accept her. And the dad is like, what part of my daughter is dead? Did you not understand? He's just like, we just like to extend an invitation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's and it's also like that call comes after he's already called him. And the dad's like, hello. Yeah, he's all haggard because his daughter's dead. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one is Jason's like, and then hangs up. And then he's like, I'm going to call again. Does and I'm going to have a whole story this time. And, and like the dad keeps being like, my daughter is dead. And he's like, yes, but we received the. Like, wh- what did he think was going to happen? It's not like he was going to trick him. Yeah, I feel like maybe he thought that like, I don't know. I mean, at this point, he, he is really know. hoping that it's wrong. But it's not like the dad is going to be like, oh, she's dead. Um, he's going to be like, yeah, uh, we would love for her to come to our guitar school. And he's like, oh, well, in that case, let me put you in touch with her. Like, maybe he thought that the dad was protecting yeah, her that's from what I somebody. Think maybe. Or that, like, maybe <laughs> the dad would be, like, accepted to guitar school. And then she'd, like, pop out from behind, like, a yeah. panel in the walls and be like, dad, I was alive the whole time. <laughs> I just wanted to go to guitar school. <laughs> You should have let me go. And then maybe that would be like, I, I wasn't sure what his, I think even after that, he's like, I don't know what my end game was. That was terrible. I don't know why I did that. I think it was just like kind of hoping that the dad was protecting yeah. her, was protecting the lie and thought that if like he called with something good for her, yeah. the dad would have been like, oh, you're safe. But also like, here's the thing. 
right? Like he already knows at this point that she's, if she's faking her death, that means that she's in danger. Yeah. You're not going to come out of hiding if you're in danger. Like if you're in the witness protection program. Yeah. You're not going to come out of it for guitar school. You no. just have you have a new life now. I'm sorry. Yeah. You don't get to do guitar school. Your name is Gracie Lay. <laughs> your, name, your name is Gracie Lay. And you, you love the drums. Love the drums. And, and hate mountain goats. You ha- you only like top 40. You only like literal mountain goats. Yeah, you like literal <laughs> mountain goats and Kesha because that's something he really hates. You know what? Kesha's fucking fun. Get Kesha's over it. Kesha's fun. Get over it. That makes more sense to be a guilty pleasure than Taylor Swift. Or like, have him like Lady Gaga. Well, he's admitted that Taylor Swift is a really good songwriter. And Lacey doesn't believe that she can write her own songs. She must have a team of a songwriters. Team. Which, yeah, probably. Sure. I think she's a part of the team, but sure. So he meets Jenna and then Lacey is like, by the way, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you that I'm faking being dead, but I'm faking being dead. And I need you to check in with Jenna and tell her um, and see if we can trust her. Yeah. And say like, do you still put the penguins shirt in the bottom of your closet? Mm-hmm. Or back of your closet. And he, so he goes, he, he's like at the, so he's met Jenna already mm-hmm. at the memorial. And she's like, wow, are you, do you know her? And he's like, oh, I'm just like walking to the library. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, like she's my best friend and like, I'm really sad. And he's like, yeah, I understand that. Um, well, I'm going to go my. to Michael's, the, <laughs> the diner. Well, that's after Lacey no, is told her. The to name of the diner is very funny to me. When he first said it, I was I like, the, the craft, craft store. store. <laughs> I was like, well, what? They're like, we're going to ditch school and go to Michael's. <laughs> is that a thing in this town? <laughs> Do you like smoke behind the Michael's maybe? <laughs> oh my God. No. So yeah, then he talks to her at the diner. He's like, by the way, she's alive. And Jenna's like, you're a fucking asshole. And he goes, no, really. She told me to ask you if you still keep the penguin shirt in the back of your closet. She's like, okay, so Lacey's alive. Let's talk. Also, I mean, honestly, she's a good actor. She should consider acting. Yeah. She fooled him really forever. For a very long time. Very long time. And even slips up and he still doesn't put it together. Yeah. That, um, what was the thing she says that's a total giveaway? The American Girl doll. The American Girl doll. Yep. So in the conversations that he has with her over the internet or with a quote Lacey because Jenna is pretending to be Lacey because Max has convinced Max, Max the broody guitar guitar teacher teacher, has convinced her that Troy, the guy that was Lacey's secret boyfriend and best friend of Luke, her brother, Mm -hmm. um, convinced her that Troy probably murdered Lacey. But guess what? He did. Max did it. Max murdered Lacey because he's a fucking... Ugh, like incel? Yeah. Yeah, he's an incel. Yeah. Um, He... Yeah. And so he was like, oh, I know. Why don't you just like pretend to be her online and fool this guy who's exactly like me into doing whatever we want because that's what I would have done. And it kind of works. It does. It very much works. It works very well. Um, But in the process of... Uh, messaging as Lacey, she falls for him herself and is just like then being herself with him, except for all the indie rock references. Because she doesn't actually like indie what rock. 
fucking mark. Yeah. That's why I loved how transparent he was, where it's like all this girl had to do was say some fun fucking mountain goats lyrics. And he was like, whoa, we're like soulmates. Yep. Seriously, like all she had to do was copy and paste some the lyrics. Exact from his profile. Quote from his profile. Oh, wait, no. Was that already? No, it was already in Lacey's profile. Oh. Because Lacey did like indie music. Yeah, and was learning to play guitar. Yeah, but Jenna felt... Fine. Jenna likes pop music. Yeah, she likes everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so all she had to do was like Wikipedia some shit. Or like just from all of her conversations with Lacey, knew yeah. what she liked. How? It's so... <laughs> so easy and it's such a boy thing too yeah. it's such a predictable boy thing to be like uh wow girls like music also when he like at first meets jenna he's like wow her too like she's like cool i thought she would be just like another one of those dipshit like popular popular girl. girls who are just all idiots like at my school it's yeah. perfect and that's what makes him the perfect mark like he's, it's so easy to instantly ensnare him because he will do anything. That like when he, oh my he god, he is a good guy. He's a good guy, and he also feels very loyal to Lacey because mm -hmm. he believes she might still be alive and she's in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I know that she's like, don't call the cops, but he needed to call the cops because what he ends up doing is like breaking into the house of Lacey. No, um, he just goes to Luke's car. There's Which like is in the key. garage, isn't it? Or is it just in the... I think it's outside the they garage. They park all of their cars outside. Driveway, maybe? Mm. Um, or maybe garage. The I think dad's he breaks car in. is in the driveway. I think he break, or, breaks into the garage. Yeah, I think he breaks into the garage. But then there's like a key and a little hidden like case under the bumper. Yeah. Um, which Jenna slash Lacey told him would be there. And they planted a flash drive with video of Troy and Lacey fighting on it. And that's what Max was using to convince Jenna that Troy murdered Lacey. Yeah. Meanwhile, there was video, actual video, basically, of Max murdering Lacey, which was the point, right? He was just trying to get his hands on yeah. that video so that no one would ever figure out that he did it. Yeah. So he like was trying to get hands on that footage, but didn't realize that like that flash drive didn't have all the videos. Um, and the guy who took, took the videos, Sullivan, just like this drunk douchebag yeah. who goes to their school and was just filming people constantly. He like had backed up all of his videos. And so they were able to find like additional uh, video from um, what's it called from that night. Yeah. And he was like, like they make him show them all the video. And it literally is like, cause he quote lost his phone that night, but he like dropped his phone in the room where she gets pushed off yeah. the balcony by Max. And when Max is threatening her and he is it is super creepy what he's doing is he's basically saying like, if you don't sleep with me, mm -hmm. I'm going to tell your brother about you and Troy. I'm going to tell Jenna about you and Troy because he's so convinced that Jenna likes Troy so much that finding out that 
Lacey and Troy were secretly dating that Jenna would like turn on her that hard. Yeah. Um, and I think that was also a good misdirect. I think it, it was. was a good mistake yeah. because I, for some time I was like, is it yeah, Jenna? But I thought it might've been Jenna. But I kept being like, but it can't be, can it? And I was like, truly like. This was well-written. Yeah. It really was. I liked it a lot. Me too. I'm going to look for more Ruth Barron stuff. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I recommend it. It was a really good in genre yes. book. Yes. And it felt, it was really cool because it felt like a point horror that just yes. was modern. Yeah. Which is and, what it and is. And the teenagers felt more real and all yeah. the references were super on point and didn't sound like, I, I love that she used actual pop culture references as yes. opposed to making up shitty, stupid sounding band names. I hate when people do that. I like, like they were real. The skunking lizard or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, okay. What parts were you scared? I was scared in two parts, three parts. One. When he hears sounds in his room and someone is like in, like that always scares me when you're in bed and you think someone is in your room. Well, that's the thing that you've talked about being like waking up and there being a figure at the end yeah. of your bed. Yeah. Yeah. So like when he, and I love too that he like, cause I've been there where you're like, you're so scared that you don't want to turn on the light, but you do. And he's like, he's like, cause he should just turn on the light instantly. He could see, but he just sits there paralyzed for a second and then turns it on and no one's there. And um, it turned out it was Jenna leaving a photo of uh, Lacey and Troy and stealing a song that he wrote for Lacey, which Jenna knew. No, Jenny didn't know that he wrote it for Lacey. She, she just, just liked a, him at that point. She yeah. wanted to steal his song lyrics. And I like that she was like, I'm sorry. She At the end, she writes him this letter and she's like, I'm sorry I stole your song poem. <laughs> I thought that was cute. I thought Jenna, like, I liked Jenna. You should definitely keep writing and yeah. I'm sick that I did this to you. And I thought that also the reconciliation felt earned. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like, immediately lets me to the hospital and we're together now. It was like weeks had gone by and they hadn't talked to each everybody other. had time to think about it. Yeah. They reconnected by messaging again. Yeah. And she sends him a long apology letter, apology letter. And then they start like I aming again. Um, what were the other times you were scared? Oh, when he's like at the party at the bridge and he like goes off by himself into the woods and then like, someone is near him in the woods like i don't know why it scared me more than i think it's just because this book was well written mm -hmm. that i felt scared like that part when he's like he hears someone and he keeps like flashing his flashlight around and he can't see them and then he gets that text that says i'm better at hiding in the shadows than you mm -hmm. like that like i've had more practice yeah, had more or practice. something yeah um i liked that also that didn't happen too much yeah it was only because that means we once. didn't have like super busy yes they weren't <laughs> evil that busy. And it was different people too because the people following him around in the woods were troy and luke because they had traced his number oh um, yeah so they like knew who he was and then in his room it was jenna it was jenna and then and then in the grave that was yard max stole the locket no Yes. And I liked to the turn, right? Where he is like, he thinks Troy is going to be an asshole. And like Luke is an asshole, but Troy's not. But Luke is also 
an asshole who's like really mourning his sister. Yeah. And he's really so mourning he's his like, sister. Got anger problems, but yeah, everybody felt real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like the um so the the other part that I was scared. Actually, no, I was also scared when um when he was breaking into the car and the dad comes out and I was I was nervous. I was just like, no, he's gonna get caught. And then the other part that I was scared, oh, was the graveyard and like the um the the sounds that he was hearing when he like digs up the locket and Jenna's like what who's there and and then he realized when oh no 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 it's when he comes back by himself and he looks for the locket and it's gone yeah and he when he's digging in the in the ground and he says who's there and he realizes that he's doing the same thing that Troy was doing when Troy was burying the locket and looking around yeah. and saying, who's there yeah I thought that was a cool yeah like, reversal I was scared then when he's mm-hmm. like dig- finding the locket at like midnight and left it there I was. Scared when he was finding the flash drive in Luke's car. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the final battle of like five dudes and Max holding Jenna oh hostage. And they're being Max having a taser and they're being a chainsaw that next to him. Scary. I was like, someone might legit die. Yeah. Yeah, that and was it scary. Could get, it could get gory because I was thinking about campfire. Yes. Oh Not my God, that when everything could have done the fan. anything like that, but yeah. I also thought primo badass moment is yeah. that Jenna with her hands handcuffed or tied. Uh, duct tape. Duct taped. Beans, him on, beans Max on the head with his own electric guitar. I thought that was saving everybody. Amazing. Yeah. That was so cool. I thought it was really good that, at, like, it was. Because it was like five dudes, wasn't it? It was Rakesh, Jason, mm-hmm. Luke, Troy. Oh, no, they Max. left Sully to, to like try to save Jenna. Yeah. They left Sully back. Yeah, so, so it was four, four guys. Four guys versus one so guy. So four guys are going to rush in. Oh, and I also like that they do try calling the cops first. But Max has like thought of everything and called in like six or seven fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine one one calls so that when a real one came in, they thought it was yeah. fake. Yeah, um, except that they would have been able to tell where the calls Call were coming, coming from. from. But blah, blah, oh, well. Blah, oh well, but so there was that of like do the thing that makes sense, which is call nine one one. And when that didn't work, then they all went to Stormin to try to save Jenna, and then Rakesh is like about to get tased. Yep, and Jenna. Yeah, smashes Max's head in. That was great. Yeah. And so then everybody had a part. Yeah. Everyone got something to do. Everybody was proactive. <laughs> yeah. And both. I, um, I also kind of liked, because it felt very real, where um, Jason gets beat the shit out of him, the shit beat out of him by Luke. Mm-hmm. And then he's like kind of got these like battle scars. And he's got a black eye. And he like wants Jenna to see him yeah beat up like he's like he like comes over and Whoa, he's like oh hey. I hope she, she like hey <laughs> and she's like oh my god and he's like his inner monologue is kind of like and like just as i'd hoped like she or just as he'd hoped she was like oh your face oh my god are you okay like and he's like yes i'm fine <laughs> i also liked that he felt like he was being disloyal even after finding out that jenna was actually Lacey that he was like feeling real mourning for 
who he thought Lacey was, the fact that he thought he knew this person, it sort of felt like she yeah. died to him. Yeah. And that he wasn't crossing a line with Jenna because he truly like had feelings for fake yeah. Lacey. And I, also, I thought Jason was very sweet. Yes. And I also liked too that he was like, okay, something's like really messed up for Jenna to like fake being her dead best friend. Like that's messed. And he's like, but something's not sitting right with me. Cause like, mm-hmm. I just don't think she could kill her. Like, I just don't think that. Yeah. It didn't. He's like, I, it's not just me being blind. I don't feel like she's capable of that. Yeah. Violence. He had good instincts, which is not true of many of our protagonists who are just like, no. like what? Oh my God. Also, it, that thing wasn't happening where to give information you have to make the, the main character a fucking idiot. No, yeah, he was he was smart. I didn't know what was going on and he was smart and capable. Yeah, he was a little slow to do things like Google people. Yes. He was slow to make decisions. Yes, but he, yeah. He's he, in a tough situation. I also, oh, this was another thing I really liked. That, um, like, how much he really liked his own mom and Rakesh's mom. Mm-hmm. And how he, like, for himself, like, for his own mom, when we're describing her, it's like, she um, lets him taste some potatoes, and he's like, she's not just someone that, like, makes food for us at our beck and call. She is like a busy. She's a radiologist. Yeah. She's like a busy woman who just like is a really good cook and like he really likes her food. I was like, this was written by a woman. Yeah. It felt very much like that. And then when he goes over to Rakesh's house, he's like, oh, like I like the health food that Rakesh's mom makes. Like Mm -hmm. they're vegetarian and like she made this really good eggplant casserole that I really like. And so I I don't know. I, I liked that the teenagers felt real in that like he was frustrated with his parents. Oh, and then the relationship also, with his, his best dad. friend wasn't white. His best friend wasn't white. No attention was brought to it. Yeah, I mean and, and there were actually um there was one part that I appreciated which was it just felt it made me wonder if Ruth Barron is a person of color because of the way that Rakesh was written because of Rakesh there's just one part where he's like oh, is Jenna cute? And he's like, you're not her type. And he's like, why? Because I'm Indian. And he's like, it's not because you're Indian. And he's like, says the white man. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know. Like, people are racist. But like, I, I liked that moment. Um, And another thing I really liked is that Asian men are usually written as like desexualized. And Rakesh is the sexiest guy yeah. at that school. And Jason's afraid to introduce him to to jenna because he's like (laughs) he's gonna like be really hot in front of her and not in a jealous way exactly because he likes lacy but in a like yeah i don't want to have to watch somebody else like rakesh over me yep yep because it happens all the time yeah yeah um also a few other non-white names getting thrown in there Mm -hmm. and the like Troy, Luke, and Sully are all very white, but that's also like a very they were written to be like stereotypical white lacrosse players. Also, like their so that whiteness, made sense. Their whiteness kind of made them dangerous, which I liked. Yeah, because they were they're all aggro, aggro rich white dudes. Yeah, 
So that was just like sort of a part of their character as opposed to feeling so very like default white. Yeah, because it was noted that they were white, mm-hmm. which and would not happen in other books. Almost all the description of Rakesh was just about him being handsome. Yeah. There was only one line about the pigment of his skin. Oh, yeah. Pigmentation of his skin. It was like his white sunglasses were like thrown into bright contrast against his brown skin. And it wasn't like his creamy, like chocolatey skin. It wasn't anything like that. It was just like brown skin. Done. Yeah. Yeah, and it also like, just, oh, like, good. to me, kind of painted a picture. And also the fact that, like, the white people's skin was also described. Because, like, the way that he described, that, that that Ruth Barron describes, like, the lacrosse dudes is that they're, like, you know, um, like, they're pink faces and stuff. Like, I felt like that. And Jenna's very fair-skinned. Yeah. And, yeah. So I feel like it was, like, everybody's skin tone was addressed in the exact same. Yeah. Like, quick- yeah. Way only in like how it was like relevant. Nothing, no, like Rakesh wasn't being like othered or made exotic or anything. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to that see was, was any plus. information about Ruth Barron. Oh, she seems like a white lady. I'm not surprised by Good that. Good for her though. I mean, she wrote like some, I, I liked her representation of these characters. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Um, I really liked, like, the writing was good on the whole, but there would be these, like, even better things that would shine through. Like, almost like she couldn't help but be even a better writer at times. Like, she's writing one of these books, but her skills were showing through in very, like, poignant ways sometimes because I really liked this passage. Um, it's just like when he's like bemoaning his boring ass life, ignoring him. Jason unwrapped his sandwich. <gasps> I turkey literally no just way. pulled this up. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it's it's really like just good. Yeah, turkey provolone mustard on one slice of whole wheat bread, mayo on the other. It was the same sandwich he'd eaten for as long as he could remember. He bit into it. It tasted like yesterday. Yeah. Love that. What a good turn of phrase. It tasted like yesterday. I also loved, because this felt so fucking real. It's just below on this page. In theory, Jason liked English fine, but then Katie Lay would open up her puckered mouth and say things like, I feel like the identity metaphor of the green light is really prevalent here. And Dave Jordan would cut her off to add his own analysis of the spectacles from the billboard, even though they were both supposed to be talking about Shakespeare. Jason wished they'd never been assigned The Great Gatsby over the summer because it was proof that other people could ruin anything, even a great American novel. Yeah. I just... Yeah, the way other high school students are described was very realistic. Yes. Or then this other tiny little part of like a real slice of high school that I highlighted was the school had showers, but Jason had never seen anyone use them. And for all he knew, wouldn't even come out if you like water wouldn't come out if you turn them on. That's how our showers were. Yeah, nobody fucking nobody took a showers shower. at school. That's creepy. I remember one time I saw someone using it and I was like, a ghost? Because <laughs> like people did not, because we all had our sports at the end of the day. And so you just go home and shower. I mean, and at least not like girls anything you room. did during gym in just like a period throughout the day. It's not like anything was so fucking... 
strenuous strenuous that you needed to shower afterward yeah yeah and any of the sports would have actually been played at the end of the day or before school yeah yeah we just we didn't exactly like for us it was either i think surf team met before school started and then like i did cross country and track those were the end all the sports were eighth period i remember that uh, here's another Sorry, did you want to say more? Oh, I was just going to say that did people get like fully undressed at your school in the locker rooms either? Because I remember people would wait in line to change in the stalls in the bathrooms. Really? Yeah. No, people would get undressed at the benches in front of their locker. I It was harrowing yeah. for me. I mean, did people though like take off their bras and oh shit? Oh my God, no. See, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. There was this one girl who I remember would just like titties out and everyone was like ah! <laughs> no nobody's putting on a fucking sports bra for like some lame junior high gym class yeah. so for us like we would wear sports bras for cross country right but like we would I, I don't know I was very like no fucking way is anyone so I'd wear like a big oversized t-shirt I would put it on and then mm-hmm. I would change bras underneath it because I was like no one's gonna see me change my bra I don't know. Actually, I think for swim team, oh, it yeah. was sort of like you just kind of had to. Yeah, you got to. Well, because that's swimming. You can't all wait in line swimsuit. while you put on a fucking swimsuit. I'm trying to think where our swim team even met because we didn't have a pool at school. We didn't either. We met um, at a nearby like sports field, like Morley Field. Yeah. Sports field. Yeah. Yeah. I think our... I didn't do swim in high school, so I don't know. I don't know you did swim in high school. Um, I believe I've talked about it because I was on the swim team but never competed. I just went to the practices. Yes. Did you swim? Yeah, I would swim at the practices. Mm. Um, I just didn't compete, and the coach was totally fine with that because I would have dragged everybody down. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, whatever. I bought the suit. Yeah. You're doing the thing. Um. It fulfilled a requirement. Yeah. Everything was fine. Well, because then it's like, then you don't have to take PE. Yeah. Which was the dream. You didn't want to have to take PE. Exactly. That's why I did cross country. Because I was like, fuck, no, I'm not taking PE. PE's stupid. It's boring. Yeah, boring. Um, Here is another just turn of phrase I liked. It's when he was finally finding all of his horrible, (laughs) lacy his dead shit out. Um. The strangest part was that this was what he'd wanted to find, not her obituary. That had never even crossed his mind. But evidence that the girl he'd been talking to was real, that she was as beautiful and smart and lovable as she seemed over I am. And she was all of those things. Everything she told him about the bands she loved, about learning to play guitar, about the new age English teacher, all of that was exactly as he wanted it to be. It was like he'd been searching for a glass of water and instead found himself at the edge yeah. of an ocean armed only with his hands. Yeah. That's such a good turn up phrase. Yeah. And then it was like, right, like that he would keep scooping up water and it would just keep falling between his fingers. It was like so much. Yeah. As he tried to scoop out the water, it slipped through his fingers. And a moment later, he was up to his waist in it. Yeah. That is such an apt way to describe that. Yeah. It's such, it's like a, Really beautiful way to write about how overwhelmed he was by all yeah. of this, like, mystery. Yeah. And there is mystery abound. Mystery. Mystery. Um, I'm trying to think if we're missing any other characters. 
Oh, I liked this too. It's when he first talks to Jenna at that memorial set up in the park. Um, and she's talking about her memories of Lacey. And he, it says, it was as if Jenna knew one Lacey, the social butterfly, and he knew her shadow, who only had eyes for him. He was unsettled by it, as if one of them would slip away at any moment. He wanted desperately for his Lacey to come to life. But seeing the pained expression on Jenna's face made him feel selfish about not caring more about the one that she had lost. Yeah. He's a good guy. He is. He's a thoughtful guy. And as soon as a bunch of real shit starts happening, all of the superficial shit falls away, which is part of the lesson he's learning. Yeah. Because that quote at the very beginning of the book. Um, so the author... But in the uh, John Le Car, I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Um, John Le Carre, Le Care, Le Carry, Le Care. I think it's French. Anyway, so I don't know how to say it. Le Car. Um, he wrote um, Tinker Taylor Soldier, Soldier Spy. spy. <laughs> so you're Tinker getting Taylor a, Soldier Spy. You're getting Eat, a pray, quote, love. love die. Oh wow. <laughs> that would be a good point. Horror. Yes. Eat, play, love, die. die. Wow, 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 wow. We're gonna write it. Oh my okay. god. So the quote is it is also the pardonable vanity of lonely people everywhere to assume that they have no counterparts. Which is yes. applies to both Jason and Max. And it's like, well, what happens when one his world open up opens up and he's a good guy and he mm -hmm. learns about the inner lives of all these people. And discovers that, like, all the things he thought was important, like people's taste in music is bullshit. Yes. And then the other guy, Max, who is like, if you don't fuck me, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I, I loved that he was like, kind of like saw Max. And Max was like, <laughs> you're like me. Um, and it's this part here, which I was just like, yeah. Um, it's before the epilogue. Yeah, it's in the confrontation with him, right? Yeah. Or just after the confrontation. It's after. He wants to know, like, why him? Why did they use him? Yeah. So he's like, why get me involved? Besides, I can't be the only person who messaged her. Max smiled. It sent a chill down Jason's spine. You were so easy, he said at last. The music you like, the photos of your boring suburban life, the way no one notices you, you're just like me. I knew exactly how you were going to react, exactly what you were going to do. It was like finding a puppet. Jenna had drawn away and was wiping her eyes with a tissue. Jason stepped forward so he was right above Max. Did you know I was going to do this? He asked sweetly. He pulled back his foot and kicked him as hard as he could in the side. Then he walked out of the garage. I was like, yeah, you do that, boy. Yeah, kick that incel. Kick him. Kick, kick, kick the shit out of that incel. Yeah. Fuck yeah. him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I liked this one a lot. And I, yeah, I do want to find some good. more Rick Barron stuff. Did you, so did you read at all the like... A, Wikipedia. A <laughs> okay, yeah, Wikipedia. It's another one of these internet-y new point horrors, which clearly I, I don't think they're making any more new point horrors, and no, they really should. They should. Okay, so this is Wikipedia. I just... Such did a you, funny title. Did you read the first line of chapter one? No, I didn't even do that. <laughs> the tools have taken over. I'm lying. I did read that, and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh. oh God. We gotta read this. There's a guy named Greg Truffle. 
good as there should be. Wait, did you read that thing that was what Ty Pennington's real name is? Who? Okay, hold on. Who's Ty Pennington? Yeesh, that wasn't my napkin. <laughs> Just wiped my eye with some random paper towel on your coffee table. Disgusting. <laughs> I don't know where that was. Did you wipe a cat's butt with it? Yeah, I, I stamped Smokey's ass on it. You just put it on your coffee yeah. table. Um, he's the guy that did uh, Trading Spaces at Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Remember that guy? Um, this guy. Vaguely. Yes, yes, I do. Do you know what his real name is? Poop Barrington? No, it is Tiger Bruton. Why wouldn't you keep that name? T Y G E R T Bruton. B R U T O N. Let me see it. His full name is Gary Tigert Bruton. Tigert Bruton. That's so much better. I know. <laughs> you well, you know what? He was like really popular in the like early 2000s. And remember how people didn't like being weird at that time? Yeah. 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 So that would be it. Don't want to stand out. Don't want to stand out. <laughs> Don't want to be seen by people. Because I think Don't. that they would judge me. me. And even when I uh, be myself. <laughs> Being normal would never do. Oh, I still want to be hidden. <laughs> I Don't want to need them. Miss that, <laughs> not <I don't> want <laughs> close my eyes. I don't, don't want to miss one kiss. Let's just sing the song now. Yeah. I, I just want to be with you right here with you, just like this. I just want to hold you close and feel your heart so close to mine. And I'll stay here in this moment for all the rest of time. <laughs> and that's our cover band. Um, and that is Defriended. 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 I recommend it. Yeah. Defriended. I recommend it. I Defriended. I recommended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that was kind of like a fun thing we did. Um, it's fun. That was a fun book. Uh, read it and, yep. um, and if, weep. <laughs> read it and weep, bitches. Um, if you are reading along with us, you do not have to. But if you wish to, the next book that we are doing is Fear Street Dead End, baby. Classic. Really good cover on that really one. Really good cover. Yep. So A-plus. we'll see if that book is good or not. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to support our show. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash Teen Creeps, baby. Hell yeah. It's the best way to do so. Uh, Please go to our Twitter account and answer our poll about whether you would uh, sign up as a new subscriber or resubscribe to our Patreon if if we were to bring back public domain theater um, or let us know if you're a current subscriber, if you'd be cool with that. Or if you prefer the mini-sodes that we do. Um, all four answers are Available. an option. Yeah. So go there, choose one, let us know so that we can decide whether we will be doing that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Um, give us money. Yeah. You can also leave us a review. Oh, and thank you to everybody who already yes. supports us. We really, really appreciate you. Um, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you are so inclined. Um, leave us a nice Make one. Make sure it's a good one. Yeah. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. Um, what else is there? Be good to each other. Yeah. Um, fuck Trump. Yeah. Uh, Brazil's president fucking sucks. Is a fucking egomaniac. He refused nightmare. the twenty million that the other nations. Well, because he's because he wants destroying it. it. He's behind it. It is being burned. Yeah. So that he can put swipe. Like soybeans there and it, make yeah, it worse so he can kick indigenous people off their land it's fucking bullshit um everything's terrible the world is ending we y'all. will die um and that's all so uh keep it creepy forever dog. this has been a forever dog production executive produced by kelly nugent Lindsay katai brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>